walks out, this is not an extra outline, okay? The sermon's not going to be that long. Gage. You can go down this aisle. This is uh, Gage. You can just pass them out. Sorry, just hand them out as you go down. We may not have enough of these. We will make extra copies if we need to. So if you want to take one per couple or so, that'll be perfectly fine. Um, we, this is the mission budget, and we're going to talk about it here in just a minute. So if you want to, uh, as they're passing that out, we'll, I'll give them a second to do that so we're not uh, talking over while you're looking at that. But we are going to talk about that here for just a few moments. But this is our midget mission budget from last year, from 2018. Again, if you miss one, we will pass those out. We can make extra copies. We may run just a, a few short. Part of the reason is because uh, we've got a good crowd this morning. We're thankful that you're here. Uh, guys, if you've got extra, you can just hold on to them. You can put them back up here together, and then we'll get them later. Appreciate that. Uh, we're glad you're here this morning. If you're visiting with us, uh, we're going to talk about a few things going on with the congregation here. Uh, we will make some application towards the end of our lesson. Uh, but I was, uh, you know, it was shared with me that a lot of times Bill would take a moment and try to, to share some of these things after the men's business meeting. And so we want to uh, do that this morning and talk about a few, as you have your bulletin there, if you're following along with the outline, a few facts and figures. Heath, you may have to unplug that and plug it back in. I'm... Uh, if you've got your outline with you, your bulletin, and you're following along, I'm going to ask you to set the mission works aside for just a moment because we are going to fill in a few blanks on our outline and then we're going to come to that uh, here in just a few minutes. So uh, we are glad you're here, especially to our visitors. Uh, we're thankful for your attendance this morning and we're thankful for our time of study this morning. But as we talk about a few facts and figures that are going on with our congregation here, um, the first thing that was mentioned... And this is, this is truth, so they know I'm not picking on them. But the first four numbers that were given at our men's business meeting last week was 74, 75, 77, and 86. Because that is the age or the ages of our elders. And if you got your outline there, that makes out to an average of 78. Now, I'm not picking on them. They know that. They said that themselves. But they said that because they're very concerned and very serious about what it means to serve as an elder. And what it means to have elders in the congregation, what it means to work towards future men who men in the future would become elders. And as they know, they are getting older and advanced in age, uh, which gives them the wisdom and experience of many things in life. But also oftentimes, of course, means we may be closer to the end of our time on this earth. Uh, they want you to know and they want anyone to know that, that they're, they're discussing that. They're talking about that. They have been talking about it. And in fact, if you will be with us next Sunday morning, I'll put a plug in. Uh, next Sunday morning, we're going to have a lesson talking about elders. And my goal is not necessarily to sit here or stand here and list out the qualifications. You've probably heard that many times in your life over the years. But to think very seriously about the work of elders and the role of elders, uh, along with that, the qualifications that are listed there. Uh, but they take that very seriously, and, and they want you to know um, that that's been on their mind, and they recognize that, and hope 
hopefully you are praying about that as well as we work together as a congregation. We pray for them. Appreciate so much Brother Joe's prayer this morning. It's always so uh, heartfelt and, and we appreciate praying for our elders. Uh, but they are recognizing that that's something that will be coming in the future. Uh, 1,315, 953, and 163. This is the numbers of calls, then cards, and then visits that we made with our care team program in the last year or so. Uh, Brian Sorello mentioned that that's kind of a bit of a floating number. Uh, as we go through this, I'll have a few notes for you, a few reminders. Uh, the reminder here is if you're a part of our care team program, which everyone should be uh, in some form or fashion, uh, we can come up with these numbers only as you turn in the things that you're doing. Um, so that's not to get credit. No, it doesn't, you know, uh, five a, a month or, or five a quarter does not get you to heaven. But but we w- would like to know how many people we're calling, we're visiting, uh, we're sending cards to. So we sent out a lot of cards, but we also made a lot of calls and a lot of visits. Uh, I hope that you have been encouraged by the care team program, uh, that the care team program does a lot of different things. Uh, and that's just a small blip on the radar there when we think about it. There's a lot of things that you do on your own when it's not your week for your care team, uh, but that, you know, has an important, uh, that maybe you make a phone call and, and you don't turn in a card for that. That's fine. We understand that. But as you do those things in conjunction with your care team, let folks know, turn it back into your care team leader, because we do want to know how much we're reaching out. And those are some encouraging numbers in that aspect. Uh, we've talked a few weeks ago, back in the fall, maybe, or there towards the end of the year, about um, technology, about the internet, which is a very dangerous place and can also be of great use to us. Um, we have a website, most of you know that. We have a Facebook page, uh, and in conjunction with that, on the front of your bulletin, there's a place where you can go listen to the sermons that are put forth here. Of course, back in the first of the year in the summer, it was one from Bill or so every Sunday, and then some of our other men who were doing great things, and, and even as we have other uh, other folks who preach from time to time, if you took all of the sermons that were on our, the sermons that are on our podcast page or where you can find those and you took how much people listen because we can see how many people are listening, uh, it would be 79 straight days, 24 seven, uh, that folks listen to our sermons. And there's, uh, you know, various numbers on there. Brian, again, with working with our website and others keep track of that and can tell. Uh, but 79 straight days of nothing but listening to, to gospel preaching, uh, from this pulpit for many great men who have been here uh, over the course of the last year. Now, some of that is you. Uh, I even know Faith had told me that back uh, in the last month or so as she was sick that she had already listened to the lesson on a Sunday morning when she had been home. So some of that's you, but some of that is many other people around the area. Um, I know uh, Hannah has a cousin in particular in North Carolina that says from time to time, I I got on and listened to one of the sermons. And so uh, we feel like that's a good outreach. And and for the most part, uh, some of this technology stuff is free. Uh, and so we're thankful for the chance that we have to do that. If you've got your outline there, I put the attendance numbers. I told the men that uh, day at our men's business meeting, I, I recognize as much as anybody that, that a number is just a number. It doesn't exactly translate. Uh, number one, it doesn't translate to spiritual health. But last year on average, on Sunday morning for our AM service, we averaged 118. Um, I didn't put the other numbers simply because they're about the same. We were around 80. 80 uh, people or, or 80 in attendance on Sunday night, Bible class, Wednesday night Bible class. It's around 81, 80, 79, something like that. Uh, but around 118 on Sunday morning. That's great. That's exciting. 
Uh, doesn't tell the whole story about what's going on here at Saudi, and we recognize that, but it helps us to kind of judge and see how we're doing. The second number there, 69%, does tell a little bit more of the story because that is the percentage that we have return on Sunday night. Now, again, I recognize that's not just a wholesale number that you can look at that and say, well, Saudi's doing great or Saudi's doing terrible. By the way, you folks are some of the most travelingest people I've ever met. So, okay, I mean, some of you are here Sunday morning, you're gone on Sunday night. But it's not because you're not coming back to church services. It's because maybe you're going out of town or uh, we got a lot of our older folks who maybe aren't able to get out in the evenings, especially in the wintertime. So, again, from the preacher and on behalf of the elders, we recognize Totally, this does not tell the whole story, especially about our spiritual health, but it is a way for us to kind of register and see where we've been in the past and how we're doing. And so that's just a couple of facts there. Uh, 39, 39 is how many people that we have registered currently to go to Lads to Leaders in the spring. Uh, we're very excited about that. Uh, that tells a little bit about our spiritual health because we're trying to help our young people. We've got adults who are volunteering, and uh, that's encouraging to us. But we've got 39 folks in the spring. Uh, this will be our first time as the Saudi congregation to attend Lads to Leaders. Uh, we come, plan to come back and possibly even on a Sunday night give a, a report, pictures and, and things, and talk about what we did there. And so we want to share that with you because next year we'd like for it to be 49 or 59. We'd like for lots of folks to be involved with that. But that is one of the encouraging things that we have going on here, and we hope to see it grow. And then evangelism, 35%. Uh, 35% is the number of our budget or the amount of our budget that goes towards mission work. Now, part of that is because of the building here and the fact that there's not a building payment uh, in, in that sense, so we can focus a little more money towards that, but I think you agree we're thankful to have an eldership that sees that importance and tries their best to make that number even as great as they can. Uh, I actually listened to part of one of Bill's sermons from a few years ago uh, to kind of see how he did this, and, and I think that year he mentioned 30 to 33 percent, so it's kind of stayed around that area, but that that's very, very good, and that should be of, uh, you know, commendable to you. Um, we're going to talk about giving in just a moment, but if you've got the mission work budget there in front of you, uh, just very quickly, I, I did not bring um, with me up here every statistic. In case you didn't know, because some of you travel out the front door only there, there is a bulletin board in this hallway. Uh, that has lots of newsletters that we get from people uh, from time to time that you can read. I would challenge you, I would challenge you to stop there once a month or once a quarter. Sometimes we only get things once a quarter from a certain uh, place that's reporting. But at least once a quarter, stop by and see what's new there. I've seen Bill try to take down old stuff and put up new stuff as we get in the mail. Uh, but check out what's going on. If you've got any questions on this, uh, you can talk to the elders absolutely at any point. Uh, just to kind of run down through it for just a few moments here this morning. Uh, the Central American Missions is the, the largest line item on there. Uh, it is the, the work that's done in Nicaragua and Panama. I know that the congregation here has been involved with that for many years. We've sent folks there and we've had trips that have gone down there. As many of you know, if you watch the evening news, uh, sometimes the, the situation in these places is very unstable. We may not be able to go for a few years because it's kind of hard and a little dangerous maybe to send uh, someone down and so we kind of have to, to change that around from year to year sometimes. Um, but there is a lot of encouragement there. Brother Jerry uh, Corbin has been involved. He can give you a lot of information on that. He gave some of that to us at our men's business meeting. Uh, but there are facts and figures. There are baptisms. There are congregations that are growing. I know one thing he said in particular was one of the congregations that we help support there in one particular area. Uh, every year the congregations ask for support. They, they come back to the group 
the Central American missions and say, well, we need, you know, maybe so much money and we need this much money for this or that. And at least one of the congregations said, we, we don't need anything right now. They're doing their best to be self-supporting, self-sustaining, and that's encouraging. That's what we really would like to see for them. And so some good news there. Many of you are familiar with the Disaster Relief Fund, the Churches of Christ Disaster Relief Effort. Uh, if you are not, I follow their page on Facebook. You can do that if you're on Facebook, and they're putting up pictures all the time. I mean, the, the hurricanes, the tornadoes, anything that they can help with, they'll take their big truck full of supplies and try to get to those areas and help. And so they do a very good work in that area, in that you know part of helping especially here in the United States and trying to sp- spread the good news as they're helping physically. Uh, and so we uh, help support them. The downtown outreach, of course, we're familiar with. We talked about that. Every eye will see him. Uh, we know about uh, Luxon and Erica and their work uh, down in Haiti. Uh, again, if you've got any questions, talk to our elders. You can see uh, the groves as they are very connected with that as well and the good things that are going on there. The next three line items that are mentioned there, Fabric of the Family, Good News Today, Gospel Broadcasting Network are all television programs. Some of them are on your TV that you can get to now. Some of them are available on the Internet uh, and and many different things. Uh, But we support them in various ways with different amounts of money. Uh, You can catch those. By the way, again, it's very easy sometimes to pass over the front page of your bulletin. But in case you didn't know, on the front page of your bulletin at the bottom, it lists those programs and the times that they are on. Um, at least one of them is on 6.30 Central Time, so I try to record it at our house. Um, but, you know, if you're up early and you're getting ready for services, turn your television on and catch some of that good work that is being done there. Uh, Greater Chattanooga Christian Services. If you're not familiar with this, which many of you may be, uh, counseling services. Uh, if there's one thing our, our world needs, it's good Christian counselors. And if you are in need of one, you can contact the folks there. We can put you in touch with them, and they can, you know, begin to meet with you, whether it's your marriage, whether it's personal things, uh, maybe that you're going through, you know, mental-type things that you would like to talk with someone about. Um, we'd love to, to put you in touch with them, and they do a very good work in this area. And we support them a couple of times a year, at least monthly, and then usually around the end of the year with a, with a, a particular amount of donation. The Hill Mission Fund is is going to be discontinued this year. Uh, some of you are familiar with that, the, the mission work that's been done through that for many years. Uh, this is last year's, and we're, we have decided, the elders have decided to discontinue that at this time, um, but that is there on the report. House to house, heart to heart. Char- Charles has snuck back in from his uh, from his being out on flat top, but what was the number by the cents? The, do you remember? 30,000 dis- distribution, but what was the, in the, uh, change there, the cents per, uh, per 34 cents. And I wanted to say that because you see about $10,000 on there. That's a lot of money. But when you talk about what we mail out, it comes down to about 34, 30 cents per handout, per mail out. You can't get that many places. Uh, you can't get it down that cheap uh, with postage and many other things. So uh, we're very thankful for their work. And it was in the bulletin. You can pick one up in the lobby. But um, it, it's very encouraging. It's very good sound material. They have, if you, by the way, they've got a website. Visit their website. There's all kinds of things on there. You want an article, maybe you're discussing with someone about instrumental music. Maybe you're talking with somebody about baptism. They've got all kinds of things on there. You can find it. You can find good articles, and you can check that out. So we're, we're very thankful for that. It seems like a large line item, as it is, but it does a good, a good work. And we do, from, from time to time, hear from people. People call the building and maybe uh, you know request a Bible correspondence course or something like that. Uh, India Missions, um, as well, can, can 
continuing the work there in India. International Gospel Hour is Jody Apple, um, and many of you are familiar with that. Long-time um, radio, television kind of broadcast program there. Nicaragua uh, Mission Trip that's listed on there. Uh, the Northwest School of Biblical Studies, as well as the Southeast Institute of Biblical Studies, are two of our schools of preaching. Uh, the Northwest Florida, there is a Florida School of Preaching, which kind of is right so- outside of Orlando. This is the Northwest Florida School of Biblical Studies, I believe in the Pensacola area. Um, and then the Southeast Institute, which is up around Knoxville, uh, training young men and even some older men that would like to study the Bible very intently and then become preachers uh, in, in this area or anywhere. In Search of the Lord's Way, of course, that many are familiar with that television program. And then the UTC Christian uh, Student Center. Uh, I do know, I actually was talking with Cody Hitchcock the other day. He did tell me that they've had um, 11 or so or up to 15 baptisms uh, this semester in the fall and or this past semester and into the spring uh, down through the central congregation and through the student center. Um, and so they're doing a, a very good work. Um, you can always go down there and visit the student center just about any day. And there's folks milling around and uh, they have seen uh, good things going on with their devotionals, retreats uh, and all that goes on with the student center there. And then the Zambia School of Preaching, which, of course, is in Africa. Uh, and, again, Jerry uh, Corbin is familiar with many of our works like that uh, and has uh, has facts and figures specific to that work. Um, but there's a lot going on. I know you kind of you kind of know that. You maybe pick up a budget from from time to time. Maybe you see the bulletin board when you walk by. But but get a little more involved. You know, think about it a little bit more and consider uh, some of the things that are going on. If you'd like to go somewhere. I guarantee you our elders would be encouraged by that and possibly help you with that as much as they can. Uh, whether you want to go to Haiti, whether you want to go to Nicaragua or Panama, you know, again, if that's available based on what's going on currently in the political climate there. Uh, but we'd love to send folks and check out what's going on and be a part of that. And there is a lot of encouraging things going on both here. Uh, and abroad. And so we appreciate not only your prayers in regard to that, but even your giving in that sense. So the lesson this morning, the lesson was entitled Facts and Figures. Well, pretty much you've got to be living under a rock to not know that today is Super Bowl Sunday, right? So we'll go ahead and say it here now for everybody to hear. Six o'clock tonight, we'll be back here, all right? We won't count heads or count names, all right? But we'd love to have you back this evening with us as we think about uh, worshiping God together. Uh, But it is, it's Super Bowl Sunday. And there are all kinds of facts and figures when you think about Super Bowl Sunday as well, by the way. $28 million, we'd love to have that for a budget fund. $28 million was how much the city of Atlanta spent to get the Super Bowl, and of course all that goes in to what it takes to put it on down there, $28 million. That's $14.8 billion, b- b- billion dollars, uh, that is spent by Americans on Super Bowl Sunday. I would think a lot of that goes towards food. Some of that goes towards uh, you know other things, probably the gambling associated with it as well. But $14.8 billion just involved with course, today, this particular Sunday, that equals out to about $81.30 per American. Now, a lot of you are looking around going, I didn't spend $81 today. No, but that's how much money changing hands and is involved when you think about the facts and figures associated with Super Bowl Sunday. Uh, $1.3 billion billion is simply in the sale of alcoholic beverages. Uh, and interesting enough, $224 million is how much is spent solely 
in tortilla chips, by the way, if you look that up. So, okay. I got other things. I got guacamole. I got, no, I don't know. But tortilla chips, $224 million. They've done the research. Somebody spent the time to look at the facts and figures and how much money goes into tortilla chips. And earlier in the week, I, of course, was putting this together kind of earlier, but 60000 646 was how much someone paid for a pair of tickets at the 50-yard line uh, earlier in the week to sit there and watch the game this afternoon and this evening. I- I've said it to you before. I- I'm the biggest sports fan there is. I, I would love to-, to go. I'd love to see it. I'd love to you know, watch it. We're going to be watching it when we get home this evening after services and keeping up with the game. I, I love it. I'm excited about it. Um, but that's some startling facts and figures. we got a lot of encouraging facts and figures when it comes to the congregation here. A lot of good things that are going on. It may not reach $1.3 billion, but that's all right. But there's a lot of things to consider when it comes to the facts and figures of our life. This morning, I'd like to just leave you with a few thoughts as we conclude our lesson. Number one, as we think about Super Bowl Sunday, where do you spend your time? Acts chapter 17 and verse number 21, Luke records for us specifically He says, as Paul is there in Athens, for all the Athenians and the foreigners who were there spent their time. He tells us exactly, spent their time in nothing else but either to tell or to hear some new thing. I love sports. I love the Super Bowl. I'm not here to harp on that. Here we see the Athenians, they're spending their time in gossip, probably essentially, wanting to hear the latest and the greatest. Where are you spending your time Of course, you're probably familiar with Philippians 4 and verse 8. Paul says, Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there be or if there is any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. Where do you spend your time? That's an interesting question on Super Bowl Sunday, but we want to expand it from that. Where do you spend your time? time i don't i didn't put together the facts and figures you know on how many minutes there are in a in a week or in a day and all those kinds of things you know we think about our time time is very precious we've sadly been reminded of that even just a couple of times in this congregation the last couple of weeks our time is very important where do we spend it we got to sleep we got to eat we got to do a lot of different things in our life but where do we spend our time we'll give a little bit of time to football today And we're thankful you're here this morning to give a little bit of your time to God and to give a little bit of time to your fellow brothers and sisters. But it's something to contemplate. Those in Athens were spending their time simply amongst themselves, just wanting to hear what the most latest and greatest and exciting thing was. You can picture them there in the marketplace, milling about, you know, just kind of whispering, wanting to know what's going on. That's what they spent their time doing. Are we spending our time on the things that are pure and lovely and just? We need to be thinking on those things. I, I know it's not every moment. We've got to work. We've got kids. We've got family. We've got things to do. But when we really try to get it down to the nitty-gritty and ask ourselves, where do you spend your time? Number two this morning, where do you spend your money? This is not a lesson on giving, but as we have talked about facts and figures, especially in regard to the billions of dollars that are spent in this country, where do you spend your money? 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verses 1 through 7, the Bible that I use, which is just one that I was given many years ago, has a heading in it. And it says, of course it's man-made, I know, but it says, excel in giving. 
But as you look down through there, it's, it's, not, just the, it's not just the contribution sermon. It's not just the preacher uh, giving sermon that he gives you and tries to shame you in, into giving more money. He talks about those who in their great trial of affliction, that the abundance of their joy and their deep poverty abounded in the riches of their liberality. Talking about those in uh, Corinth, those in Macedonia. And he says in verse number 3, For I bear witness that according to their ability, yes, and beyond their ability, they were freely willing. And going on even down to verse number 5, And not only as we had hoped, but they first gave themselves. They first gave themselves to the Lord and then to us by the will of God. Where do you spend your time? Where do you spend your money? As we talk about a missions budget, as we talk about the attendance here, you know, it it is what it is. I mean, we want as many people here as we can have. It's not just to make the budget as big as it can be, although that's a blessing as we have more people here and hopefully the contribution increases, then we can, can give more to folks. One of the things that Carl mentioned to us that Saturday morning at the men's business meeting was, you know, the congregation as a whole last year took on an extra several thousand dollars at the end of the year because of the giving. Now, the previous year, there was a deficit, and part of that dealt because of the roof and and various repairs that come up from time to time that sometimes cut into that. But there was extra money there that the elders can sit down and say, what can we do? How can we give on behalf of the congregation somewhere else? Maybe it's in Zambia. Maybe it's in Haiti. Maybe it's here in Hamilton County. What can we do because we have the money? Where do you spend your money? I'm not, again, preaching the giving sermon here necessarily, but asking you to consider. Because it's possible you spent maybe not $81, but you spent some money today. Maybe you're going to a party or something like that. Great, fine, nothing wrong with that. But consider for a second, where do you spend your time? Where do you spend your money? And finally this morning, where is your focus as a whole? Colossians chapter 3, verses 1 through 11. I specifically wanted to mention 1 and 2, but the thoughts continue on down through there. Paul says, if then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above where Christ is, sitting at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth. I very... Seriously and very jokingly made the joke, you know, you had to live, you have to live under a rock to not know the day of Super Bowl Sunday because it's everywhere. That's the focus of our country. You know, we even talk about making it a holiday, letting everybody off work Monday because everybody's so, you know, hungover or so tired from staying up watching the game on Sunday. It's a focus of not only our country, but yes, even the world. But where is your focus? Where's your focus every day? It's on your family, I'm sure. It's on your kids or grandkids. It's on your own health. It's on many different things. But are we setting our minds on things above? Where Christ is? Because if we're doing that, then it's going to show forth. It's going to show forth in your attendance. It's going to show forth in your giving. It's going to show forth in our missions budget. It's going to show forth because that is your life. You're setting your mind on things above. You're focusing on the right things. You're spending your time in those efforts. And the congregation can see it. Hopefully the county can see it. And the world can see it in a way. You know, we we feel really small sometimes around Super Bowl Sunday because when you think about the billions of dollars and the millions of people that are watching, but we can make an impact. Even beginning right here is in this congregation. One of the other things that was said uh, time and time again on Saturday morning in our business meeting was uh, 
you know, how thankful people were. And I, I know a lot of the men are speaking on behalf of their wives and their families, but how, how thankful they were for the large number that was there that Saturday morning, for those who care. And while it's a men's business meeting, you know, the congregation is represented. Think of, uh, of Brother Joe here said, you know, if his dad was still here, he'd be very, very proud of this congregation. I'm proud to be a part of this congregation, and I hope you are too. When we think about going forth into the year, the, the numbers that we gave earlier are, are important. We want to keep them in mind. We want to help grow those things. But what's important on an individual basis is this. Where's your time? Where's your money? Where's your focus? Because it begins with you. It's an individual thing. When we put up God's simple plan of salvation, it's so that you can understand that, that only you can stand before God. I wish sometimes I could bring my family with me and, and you know, God, it's, this is my family and look what I have done. That's not the way it works. Everyone must stand before the judgment seat of Christ for themselves. And as we gather here this morning and pause at the end of our lesson and we're about to sing this song of invitation, that's so that you can consider that. Maybe you, you look at these questions and you think, my time, my, my money, my effort, my focus is not being where it needs to be. Maybe you're here this morning and you're not a Christian. We'll be singing in a moment to encourage you that, that you would consider that great commitment to God, putting on Christ in baptism for the remission of your sins so that the Lord can add you to his church. It's a great feeling. There's a great group of people here that are making calls and cards and visits, that are going to conventions, that are reaching out, that are doing so many things. And we want you to be a part of us here, but really to be a part of the one true church, the body of Christ. Maybe you're here this morning and you've done that, but you, you kind of have to ask those questions and maybe you see the, a problem in your life. We're thankful for God's second law of pardon, that we can repent of our sins and ask for forgiveness, and he is willing to do just that, that we can again walk in the light as he is in the light, because God provides that place for us of comfort and hope and peace. And you can leave today not with worry and fear on your mind. But it takes us making a change. It takes each one of us individually, seriously considering these questions. Maybe you're here this morning and you need to make a change. And we will be considering that as we stand together and as we sing.